This is Beyond Limits. All right, welcome to the Beyond Limits podcast. I'm your host, Ben Edel. In studio today with producer, Alex Moore. Yes, absolutely, Ben. How you doing? I'm doing okay, man. Yeah. I'm doing okay. Yeah, me too. Honestly, God, it's it's been a it's been a little bit of a struggle last week. You know, we all learned some terrible news about some of our fellow entrepreneurial leaders that made me feel very sad. Yeah. And I also related to a degree. Mm-hmm. I, I won't lie about that. Yeah. You know, people think, you know, how bad could it be to be Kate Spade? How bad could it be to be Anthony Bourdain? Yes. And from the outside looking in, that's a good question. But if you're on the inside of this world, mm-hmm. it's pretty obvious. It's pretty obvious. It, it could be, it could be a, a living hell between the ears of an entrepreneur, regardless of what stage you are in your entrepreneurship and your entrepreneurial career. But nonetheless, I was extremely saddened by that news. I mean, what could happen in someone's mind, especially when they have young children, to think that it's better off with them gone? Yeah. And so something pretty terrible must be going on that makes it so that that makes sense. What do you think, Alex? Like, how do you feel last week when you heard that news? Uh, it's difficult. I mean, it's never easy to hear this kind of news. And, um, you know, I, di- I didn't know much about Kate Spade, but just hearing her story and, like, it sucks that I had to hear it that way, but um, it's hard to process. You don't You don't necessarily have an understanding for what's going on. And you see all this stuff on the Internet that's just can – it can get a little bit – overbearing where everyone's you know posting phone numbers online this if you have problems do this blah 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 and it's just like um we i mean we know we know all of these all of these ways to to solve these problems obviously some people don't um but fact of the matter is it just makes me think that we need to treat people better i mean just in the in the world in general it's just like we need to treat people better and when something like this happens and social media blows up with like I said, posts with, you know, if you have problems, you can always call this number, you know, but really it's just like, really, we just need to reach out to people. But especially with Anthony Bourdain, I mean, as someone who kind of aspires to be um, a writer, who someone who wants to travel and write um, and blog and all this stuff and to see him, he was at the top of the game. Yeah, top I mean, of the game. He, he, was, he, was, he was eating food from everywhere. He's writing about it, doing shows about it. He's eating with Barack Obama in Vietnam, and they framed the table and chairs that he sat at when he ate with Barack Obama. You know, it's just like incredible. Yeah. And so, so to see someone who was at the top, obviously who didn't feel like they were at the top, just goes to show and just kind of hammers that point in that, um, you know, you can you can think that someone has it all, but when when they're constantly being told you have the best job ever you have the best life ever um they might not always feel like that and so i just think it just like i said um being wary of other how other people are feeling and emotions and stuff like that is i think that's what really that's what really hit me and it's uh it's more important than ever especially have after having a week like last week and we were originally going to do the show on the day that it was announced in anthony bourdain um who had passed away. Uh, 
and I was kind of like, yeah, I mean, I was like, yeah, we should do it that day because we want to, I want to react to this right away and I want to talk about it right away. But every, it's, I mean, it's, it's so saturated, it's such a saturated market now, especially for reactions to stuff like this, that I feel so much better that we're doing it a few days after the fact, a week after the fact, because it allows some time for it to marinate and just to, to think about it a little bit more and maybe it won't be such a, it's still going to be a raw, really emotion filled episode. Um, but I think it's a little bit better that we are doing well, it a couple days after. Yeah, and what happened on Friday was we we got into the office and we started looking at it. And we're going, okay, let's plan this podcast. Yeah, and and we I I started doing research and Alex started doing research. Yeah, and it we had to ta- we had to table it till Monday. Yeah, because because there's there's so much information out there about depression and the statistics and suicide in the United States and so on and so forth. And Alex has a lot of that data and he's going to, we're going to start this episode by let's look at the general population. Yeah. And while Alex was researching over the weekend about the general population in terms of um, depression and suicide, mental illness, that kind of stuff, it's a hot topic right now, right? It is. Of course. Um, And I, I was researching it as a focus on entrepreneurs. Yeah. Because I had some, I had a thesis basically that <laughs> entrepreneurs are, you know, we, we, we are human too. Okay. We are human too. Yeah. And from, if you're a non-entrepreneur and you're looking at the entrepreneurs, no matter what you see, you see them being somewhere that you almost wish you could be because we're fearless. Um, we do things that appear to be fearless, but we're not fearless. <laughs> we just do things that appear to be fearless, um, to the outside world and you gain and gain and gain. But what I'm learning more and more is that it almost doesn't, the same major problems that you face as an entrepreneur, it doesn't matter what size or stage you're in. I mean, look, Toys R Us just went out. I mean, we're having a fucking depressive episode. So Toys R Us is bankrupt. There's no more Toys R Us. The fuck are we going to do? There's no more fucking Toys R Us anymore. Right? I mean, it's gone. Yeah. And I don't care if you make a million dollars a year, you could be gone tomorrow, or you could make a hundred million dollars a year and be gone tomorrow. And Toys R Us probably did way more than, obviously way more than a hundred million dollars a year, but it's, it's, it's like they're gone. In one day, they're just gone. Yeah. And so the challenges are, the struggle is real. I mean, the struggle is fucking real, right? Yeah. And we've, we've talked about it on previous shows, just knowing that you could do everything right, but still like, like, I mean, we're talking about yeah. Toys R Us. <laughs> I didn't expect us to go here, but I mean, it's perfect. It's a perfect example because Toys R Us lost out because i mean society fucking amazon i mean people don't want to go to the store and buy toys anymore we can just (laughs) one click order on amazon wow that that has uh 2500 reviews as a toy at four and a half stars so my kid will better fucking like it and instead of like discovering it you know look yeah shit's changing right yeah and and they didn't change with it and and they're gone but that's the thing is that it didn't just happen like that it was a buildup of challenge and they ran the gauntlet just like you run the gauntlet in your business, Toys R Us ran the gauntlet. And every step forward they got hit and that's just the way that it is. And it's easy to be depressed, especially if you're aiming high, right? I mean, if think about it, entrepreneurs, we go out there and we go, yeah, I can, we can do this, this is what I'm gonna do. And we probably get into some fucking manic, bipolar manic episode and think we can go do some shit and then we run off and go do it, and we and we get hit. We take the and we take the gauntlet, and and we have these high expectations. And I think 
look, Gary Vaynerchuk says this. He's like, no expectations, right? And, and he says that because he's battling that demon himself. He's like, the more expectations he, you have, the worse matters are going to get. And that's another fact. Like, our expectations go high. We're dreamers. We're, we're, we're visionaries in a lot of ways. And we see a future and we step out to go tackle that future or go make that future happen and you just get fucking whacked after whacked after whack after whack with any step forward you take you get a fucking get hit mm -hmm. and you have to find a way to move 100 miles an hour toward the wall and and go is the wall there i see it there i mean i it, it, you know you just gotta keep going you put one yeah. foot in front of another and that shit gets heavy it just gets heavy and i don't care what stage you're in that's just the way that it works that's the experience of entrepreneurship that's the nitty-gritty it's the grind right that's the grind and so look in the united states what do you got here alex Not, let's let's look at it let's yeah, look at the general some population general stats and I, I just love also that i mean i think I, I like this dynamic going general stats versus entrepreneurship stats and it's very interesting to look at kind of the differences that that you and i both found when we were kind of doing our research um but this one is kind of the most mind-blowing one. Suicide rates have increased by 25% across the United States over nearly two decades, ending in 2016. And the CDC just came out with these stats. I think it was last week even. It was. It, was, well. a, it yeah. was a weird week for, that, for, the, for the CDC to release yeah. that information. Uh, 25 states have experienced a rise in suicides by more than 30%. That's a third. Um, yeah. More than half of those who died by suicide had not been diagnosed with a mental health condition. Um, so that just speaks to a lot of things in the United States, uh, especially specifically relating to how we diagnose mental health um, illness and, you know, how we recognize it and um, its effect on, on people as well. Uh, suicide's now in the top 10 causes of death in the U.S. Top 10. Um, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, there's just a lot a lot of stuff that came out with this study that is uh, is really mind blowing and eye opening about um, how we're dealing with this in the United States. Yeah, it's almost it's almost it seems like epidemic in a way. Yeah, you, yeah, I, I would say so. So something's going on, but here's the here's the the reality about entrepreneurs. Now there's there's less studies about this or they're they're less infrequent, but they're or they're they're more infrequent, I don't know. <laughs> Keep going, you got it. I can do this. <laughs> um, so there's this guy named Michael Freeman, he's a psychiatrist at the uh, University of California. Yeah. And he's everywhere. If you look it up, any, any of these stats about entrepreneurs, if you just Google it, this, this dude's everywhere, University of California, legit study. Well, this big ass study that they did back in 2016 or 15, yeah, 2015, um, found that 49%, 49% of entrepreneurs suffer from at least one form of mental illness. All right. Entrepreneurs. And most of the time they were dealing with ADD, ADD and HD, bipolar addiction, depression, or anxiety. And anxiety is like, is, is anxiety mental illness? I don't know. They called it out as a mental illness. Yes, it is. I think anxiety is. is like, you know, breathing air. You you fucking breathe to live. You have anxiety to live. I mean, it's just, I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, it's um, every, I think everyone has anxious moments, but I think actually having anxiety is, is a different different yeah, diagnosis. It's a different diagnosis. You, you need to take medicine and stuff like that to help with it. But yes. Yeah. And about a third of the entrepreneurs struggle with two or more. Yeah. So I'm probably in that like really high percentile where I have like six. 
I've got like fucking six of them. Yeah. But, you know, and, and at least four and probably a couple that aren't diagnosed because I'm, you know, the stigma around some of these things you just don't want to bring up, you know. But the reality is, is that entrepreneurs are human, but we're different. We're a little bit different. And in that same study, that big entrepreneur mental illness study, they were looking at the bell curve of creative intelligence. And you all know what a bell curve is, right? It's an upside down U where the majority of the population is on the top and on the left side of it is the, you know, the less creative, intelligent people. And on the far right side, there's the more creative, intelligent people. And entrepreneurs are most likely to fit in on the bottom right side of that curve. And there's a level of madness that goes along with creative intelligence or higher than that genius. And so I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm a fucking genius. <laughs> that is for sure. <laughs> Better not. I'm probably one of the fucking stupider entrepreneurs that are on the planet right now. And that's evidenced by a whole lot of things, but, um, <laughs> which I'll go show. into another show. Another show. Uh, but what I can say is that I do suffer from mental illness. And I want to talk about that a little bit because the most important thing is that if you're struggling and you're an entrepreneur and you're listening right now, that's okay. Because today you're going to find out that you're not alone. Now, when I was a kid, I was a goddamn disaster. <laughs> I was a goddamn disaster. Um, I don't know. How do you make a long story short? Um, in kindergarten, they thought I had developmental disabilities. And so they had me test and I went in this, you know, the, with the glass, you know, the, the mirrored window and, you know, you think it's a mirror, but then mom tells you later that, oh, she was watching during that thing through the window. Anyways, that's that I'm, I'm sidetracking here, but they had you play with blocks and do these certain problem solving puzzles and stuff like that. And, um, my test came out, I was off the charts, um, on, on some, on those, on some of those tests, the, some areas of those tests were, were off the charts. So they put me in tag, which is the talented and gifted. Now, yes. Alex, he's a, a graduate of tag, right? Yes. I was in, in tag in elementary school. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now they sent me to tag and then I was in tag for like a few weeks and then they fired me from tag <laughs> because I, I wonder why, <laughs> because, I, because my behavior didn't change. <laughs> you know, I couldn't sit in a chair. Yeah. I couldn't follow directions. I mean, I maybe could have, but I didn't, didn't want to. And I had problems. Um, and so I went through basically a childhood of growing up with multiple uh, psychiatric visits and help because my parents loved me and they wanted to find out how I could fit into society and what drug I needed and what therapy I needed. And none of it really, really worked. And that's part of the stigma, right? I think there's a lot of entrepreneurs, especially like big name, successful entrepreneurs that didn't go to college. They couldn't make that work. They couldn't fit in. But at the same time, when you see these victories, at least from my perspective, when I see these victories like the Bill Gates and uh, of the world and, you know, these guys that, you know, Steve Jobs, guys that drop out and start these big, huge companies, you know, you, 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 you sort of go, OK, wow, I, that, that, that makes sense. I can do that, too. Or I'm OK. But the fact of the matter is, is that I can't shake the fact that I grew up in a society that I didn't fucking fit into. 
Mm-hmm. And, I, and I didn't fit that mold, and I wasn't successful. Bottom line, I was, an, I was a complete failure in the systems that are set up for the majority of people. I was a huge failure. And so I carry around this sort of this, this thing inside that says, you fucking suck. It does. It says, you fucking suck, Ben. It's a voice in my head that I've had my whole life. We've, had, we've talked about this before on the show. It's yeah. this voice in my head, this narrative that says, dude, you don't deserve it. You, 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 you're a failure. You suck. It doesn't really matter. And, the, and, you, and, and at the other hand, I'm a creative. I mean, entrepreneurs are the ultimate creators in this world. We create shit that was never here before. We build it. We create it. We fight for it. We, 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 hi- we hire people, employ people. We build these, these, these things in the world that touch the lives of thousands and millions of people. It's big time creativity, man. That's what, that's what this work is. It's purely creative. We create shit out of nothing. And a lot of times we start out with nothing. We literally create shit out of nothing. That's what we do. That's our job on earth. But for me, I'm running away from something. I'm running away from something. My, my creative energy is running away, is pushing away from a destructive force. And that destructive force is and always has been and always will be between my fucking ears. 100% truth. 100% truth. I go down mentally on an unfortunate, rather regular basis. I go home. I wonder, why, why does she love me? Why, my, my kids could be better off without me. You know, these weird, terrible thoughts that, that you almost do physical push-ups. I go play basketball. I hit the gym. I, I, go, I, I go to, I have a I have support. I'm in a support group. I go to my support group. You know, does it work sometimes? Not always. Not always. And sometimes it's like, ah, damn, okay, yeah. I mean, you just ignore the voice. But I know what it's like to be in the shoes of Kate Spade or Anthony Bourdain. I know what it's like. And it's not, it, there, it, there's no fault. There's no nothing. The reality is, is that it's something that they've battled all their lives, that I will battle all my life, and that potentially the odds are that 70% of you listening are going to be battling all of your life. And that just is what it is. And since... I've been battling this my whole life. I have some ideas and some ways that pull me out so that I can be more useful to the people that love me and to the people that need me and so that I can experience that sense of serenity that I'm always seeming to chase but can't always quite grasp but I have experienced it. And so I know there's a way when we come back. Beyond Limits is brought to you by Cascade Web Development. That's cascadewebdev.com. You know what I always say? What do you always say? If you're blogging about kittens, 
you can go get a free website. We're going to get some email hate from kitten bloggers one of these days. They're too busy blogging about fucking kittens. And hey, if you are a kitten blogger, hit up Cascade. They'll help you out. Yeah, if you're a serious <laughs> kitten blogger. Okay, if you yeah, want to yeah. make, make a scalable business, you have to have a scalable digital platform. Amen. I mean, in today's world, that's just what you have to have. And Cascade Web Development's evergreen CMS is what does that. Great Seriously. Platform. Go to CascadeWebDev.com. I learned how to use it, kind of. Yeah, anybody can learn how to use it. You just, it's hard to build it. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. why you go to CascadeWebDev.com. Yeah. We, we don't build it. <laughs> yeah, and thank you for Cascade for sponsoring Beyond Limits. We love also, those guys. Oh, yeah, we totally do. Also, Mazama Media. Mm. Mm. Mazama Media. Hashtag fun at work. Yeah, they're like one of the top fastest growing companies in Central Oregon, and there's a reason for that. They're on Facebook Small Business Council. They're pretty big time, guys. Dude, Bud knows Zuck. It's Bud and Zuck. Bud and Zuck, they're in a picture together on He Instagram. knows shit about what's going to happen before any of us do. That's just a fact. Yeah, and that's Bud Torkum, CEO of Mazama Media. You know what else? I'm willing, I, I bet you a million dollars that Bud also knows all the new regulations and bullshit that's going to take place with net neutrality, because that shit is going down right now, and I bet Mazama Media understands how all that is going to work. Yes. I pray they do, because that way they can teach us. Because <laughs> I have no idea. I just heard some bad news, and that's all I know. Anyway, go to mazamamedia.com and find out about how to get more traffic to your website and get more people to buy your shit, because that's the name of the game. They're like wizards over there. Magic. That's right. And when people buy your shit, you're going to need to account for that, which is where Impact CFOs comes in. Oh, my God. That's a hell of a that transition. That was a great segue. Goddamn. I'm so I, proud. I'm almost a pro at this. Yeah, I'm so proud right now. I know. So <laughs> Impact, they eliminate the noise, but the reality is is finance, to me, is a lot of, no is a lot of noise. I mean, it just really is. Yeah. Um, but they eliminate that um, and uh, they do that by accounting uh, for all your in money and out money and balance sheets and P&Ls and all that shit they take care of it all and they help you figure that shit all out because yeah. that should not be your job you should be outgrowing your business but you have to know where and what direction to grow it and Impact CFOs helps you understand that by what's actually going on in your business i.e. better decisions and all of those things start taking place where you make more money and you ride off into the sunset. ImpactCFOs.com. Don't forget that S at the end of ImpactCFOs.com. And once your financial shit is all straightened out, you're going to need a good lawyer. Because <laughs> the more money you make, the more people are going to try and sue you. That's just the way that it works, right, Alex? I don't know that. <laughs> Sure. I don't know. I'm just trying to segue again like I did earlier, but hey. Yeah, I can tell. Anyway, when you do, you go to Compass Law. And and honestly, though, you got to start with the right legal structure, and that's where Compass Law comes in. They yes. really know how to position you correctly for further down-the-road growth. You, like anything else, whether it's your website, your financial modeling, your financial systems, um, your uh, legal stuff also has to be scalable as well. And if you're going to yes. raise money, go to banks, get private funding, all that stuff, you have to have your legal shit squared away. And um, you got to be protected. And that's what Compass Law does. They help you know your way. Good. Right? Good. All right. And then last but absolutely farthest from the least, Amen. before you do any of that shit, before you call any one of those people, and companies to find yeah. out how you can grow your business. You need to wake the fuck up and you drink do. some Dovetail coffee. Absolutely. And that's also, of course, one of our sponsors because Dovetail is responsible for purchasing all of our equipment and everything else, and we thank Dovetail for that. <laughs> thank you, Dovetail. Thank you, Dovetail. 
As Ben just spills his water all over his shorts. Don't worry, I'm standing up and it went all over the front of my shorts, so just no problem. Yeah, no, I didn't pee myself. That didn't just happen. Yeah. But Dovetail Coffee is really, really good, and Dovetail Coffee is a really, really good company. Go to dovetailcoffee.com and learn more about what it means to have strength and connection. All right, let's get back to our show. So look, there is a solution. There's a lot of solutions. But they're not gonna. They're 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 not. It's it's not like you. If you practice one of these things, that you're good to go forever. That's the problem with mental illness from the standpoint of depression or ADD or bipolar or any of these things, right? Some of this shit you gotta just. I gotta medicate some of this shit. And it's a it's a constant battle, right? It's something that you're always gonna it's, be battling. It's constant. It's a way of life. You it have to understand. Away. Yeah. It's it's it's. I hate to say it's like cancer. But it, and it's not in a lot of ways, but in some ways it is because if you're getting eaten up physically, it, it, mental illness, you're getting eaten up mentally, right? And so you're, you're never going to, you're never going to be cured of it. Unlike cancer and, and other diseases, you, you, you have to live with it. You have to make it work. I mean, that's the choice. You can, you can say I give up, which is what is so sad. When, when, when people like us or people like me that, that have this, these mental illnesses, they, they ultimately one day, they, they're 61 years old and they have children that rely on love and I, I adore them and idealize them and need them and families and, and loved ones and they just get, I, I, I'm not going to fight this anymore. I give up. 61 years of fighting this shit, I'm over it. I don't want to do it anymore. Maybe we, we run out of energy to, to, to battle this, these demons, as we want to call them. But that's part of the stigma, right? It's like they're demons. You know, if you caught a, a physical disease, you'd have no problem reaching out and talking about it, going on a fucking march. Yeah. But you, you want to admit as a, as a business leader, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, as a podcaster, as a fucking whatever, you, 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 you have a, you, you're bipolar, that you're up and down. I mean, shit, if you're an entrepreneur, you're, you're guaranteed to be bipolar because you're, you're, you're guaranteed to follow the ups and downs of that business. How are you going to stay even keeled when shit is always up and down? Yeah, well, it's like, um, it, I mean, I don't, th- I don't necessarily think it's a guarantee if we step that back a little bit, but it's like if, you're, if your business is always going up and down, Imagine dealing with that if you're always going up and down too. You, you go you know? with it though. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah, I mean, exactly. you, you can't not go with it. If, yeah. if, if, and, and no matter what, like just using the Toys R Us example, like you, shit is up and down. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter how big it is. It, it, there's these, Everyone has them. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're, they're just at a larger scale, mm-hmm. you know, bigger losses, bigger wins. But, but then sometimes maybe if you're also dealing with the, the issues that maybe the highs don't feel high and then the lows, I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't go through it, so I don't know, and I'm kind of trying to speculate here, but I mean, imagine if your business was going through a high while you're going through a low, you're not necessarily feeling the high that you maybe should from, from the business. That can totally happen. Yeah. I mean, you, you could totally be in a situation where I've been like this in business where I'm depressed from like, even if good shit goes down, I don't give a fuck. I'm yeah, bored. You don't care. I'm bored. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, that's kind of the feeling of it is mm-hmm. that nothing is going to wake me up here. Yeah. I need to do something like this or this or that. Yeah. But the reality is, is that, you know, I prefer to solve big problems and I love racking my head around some major ass problem that no one else can solve. But then it's all the little things 
that drive me nuts. Yeah. That, that makes you depressed. Mm -hmm. But anyway, we've got to get back into the solution here. And the solution, number one, look, we're not always going to feel connected. And that's part of that depression. That's part of that. that it's not like, gee, I'm sad. Like deep depression that lasts weeks, months. We have to just accept that that's just going to happen. And we're going to pull out of it. I don't know how the fuck you pull out of it or why, but you know, and I've been in that state for a good four to six weeks now at this point, but I'm going to pull out of it. It just will happen. It always does. And I think an important thing to do also is to reach out to people who you're close with as well. And I think that goes along with the stigma um, and people need to know that. And just like this podcast right now, I mean, you're, you're, you're openly talking about it. And I think it's scary to openly talk about something, but it is important to try to reach out to people and um, make sure, you know, that someone someone knows what's going on with you. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right, Alex. In fact, um, I'm getting married this August. And Woo. my fiance and I, yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> my fiance and I are um, have been together for about three years. Yeah. And I've had to have these conversations with her too, where I, where I just say, look, <laughs> this isn't you. This isn't anything. I'm just struggling right now. I got some shit. I'm just struggling right now. I don't, it doesn't make any sense. There's, you know, oh, oh, well, a couple of weeks ago, a week ago, she's like, we have a great life. What is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hate to, 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 to bring that personal stuff out here with her, but, but the, the reality is, is I said, look, we do have a great life, but I, I, I'm just going through it what I'm going through. Yeah. And yeah. it's, it is, it's, it's hard for the people that love us to watch us go through these things when everything's really great. Mm -hmm. um, and that's another thing too, which is gratitude, forced gratitude. That's another thing that works for me. You know, there's certain actions that I have to take every single day to be okay. It doesn't matter on the outside what's happening. It doesn't matter about any of that. My, my, my challenges are inside for the most part. 90% of my challenges are inside of me inside of my head and they're in my feelings because I'm a feeler and I feel real fucking shitty when things are shitty and I feel really fucking great when things are great. Maybe that's bipolar. I don't know. I've never been diagnosed with that. I have been diagnosed with ADD, ADHD, or that's ADD and HD and mild Tourette's and OCD and OCD is an anxiety disorder. So, um, there's a lot of weird shit that I do and think and, and whatever else, but I'm well equipped for my job. <laughs> I'm well equipped for my calling in life. Yes. All those things give me certain advantages as well as, um, you know, shortcomings. Um, but I can make fast decisions. I can see things in ways other people don't see them. Um, I can, I've got energy where I can like really give that energy out and my energy can, can, can expand and scale. Um, and, you know, that's the plus side. And there's also that negative side of that. But if every day, one of my biggest solutions is connection. I think the thing that, that, that makes me feel the most dark, I'm just speaking from experience, is this terrible feeling of being disconnected and isolated. And part of that is my own doing because I go out and I decide when things get, when I get down or I don't feel like I'm, I'm, my expectations aren't being met about myself or my companies or my, my work or whatever, um, I, I do have this desire to isolate and, and go shut off the outside world and be alone. It's a, almost like a safety thing. But um, 
that response then leads to this feeling of being isolated naturally. Does it make it worse? It, it, it does. It makes it, it's like a temporary fix, but then, mm. but then it creates this. It doesn't last long. Yeah, yeah. It creates this more chronic isolated feeling that yeah. then I start to feel isolated and disconnected from like just the spirit of the universe, whatever you want to call it. God, you know, the, the spirit of the universe, the what, what, fucking great spirit. I don't care what the fuck you, Allah, Buddha, I don't care, whatever it is. You know, I, I get that disc. I get when you get disconnected from that sunlight, from that light that, that this universe is so abundant of, that's when things get really, really dark. And so I've got to maintain a connection. I've got to stay plugged in. You know, and, and just for, for that serenity, I have to stay plugged in. And so I do. I, I research that stuff and, and I look into eastern meditation and and I, I look at even western religion and try to find the things that make sense for me and then i practice those things and when i'm practicing those things like i generally feel okay and things are okay um when things are dark i almost don't have control of that but the thing to remember is to practice those things anyway even if i feel like i'm faking it it's like that fake it till you make it saying. Yeah. That shit works. Yeah. Take the actions. <laughs> yeah. Take the actions that mm -hmm. are that are gonna get you out. Mm -hmm. Get help. Psychological help is fucking great. I love psychiatrists and therapists. They're the best. <laughs> That's awesome. It's all about That's me. So cool. You know, it's an hour, and then they're like, okay, your hours up, you gotta go. And you're like, damn, can we go for two more hours? Yeah. But <laughs> oftentimes too, like being honest with what you're thinking to someone else who may understand is the most important first step you can make. If you're sitting there as the owner and leader of your company, you got to talk to somebody, talk to me, you know, send me a message, send Alex a message, go yeah. to benedel.com and just write us a message and say, Hey, dude, I got those thoughts, but I don't tell anybody. Mm -hmm. That's the first step you can do. When you can identify with someone else like yourself that has the same challenge, you're going to feel a lot more connected. And that's the first step to a solution that's sustainable. Because if you have mental illness in any kind, in any way, shape, or form, you're going to need a sustainable solution that you can practice every single day so that you can be there for the people that love you. And if you ever wonder, if you ever wonder why that man or woman next to you and your family, your wife, your husband, why they love you, it's because you're fucking interesting. Because you're a fucking entrepreneur. And when you're plugged in, you're a force to be reckoned with. And you're goddamn sexy. Whew, yeah. <laughs>